Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with evangelist Chance Walters. If you are new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. We get a lot of inspiration, but sometimes we need some information, some practical tips on how to do something, right? The ABCs, because in all actuality, if you are not intentional with applying the Word of God to your personal life, you will rarely see results. As I've always said, information plus application equals transformation, And that's what we want. We want to see lives transformed. We want to see ourselves transformed. And John Maxwell said it best, the hardest person to lead is yourself. We can be so stubborn. So this is what I've learned. If you want to be successful, you have to have healthy, realistic, biblical patterns. Or you could say daily, weekly, monthly systems. If we're all honest, we all do better when we live systematically. We sustain things longer when we work this way, when we find a healthy rhythm to our life, if you will. So taking, working out. Okay, so there's a lot of things that we do, a lot of things that we have to do. Um, But if you want to be healthy, you've got to take care of your body. So taking, working out or going to the gym You know, I've learned a few things about this. First of all, angels don't pick you up and take you to the gym. Is anybody with me? You have to go yourself. Secondly, I learned the most difficult machine in the health club. Do you know what it is? Do you know it's the front door? It's really difficult to push it open. Most people never get past the starting point. In fact, one out of nine people who pay for a gym membership do not go past the first month. Why? Because they commit, right? But for whatever reason, they fall away into the old routine. And just like working out is a discipline, we have spiritual disciplines spiritual disciplines that can be created or developed into spiritual patterns, okay? A pattern is a repeated design, a model or a design used for a God. We've got things that we do every day, but the longer we do them, they become patterns, The disciplines turns into a design, if you will. And so spiritually speaking, we have designs. We have patterns. We have giving patterns. We have fasting and praying patterns. We have patterns of going to church. In the 21st century, people go to church once a month. It's a pattern. We have yearly patterns of outreach and special celebrations such as Christmas and Easter. We, we have these traditions, if you will. We have serving patterns. 
patterns that we use to share our faith, and so on. Whether you know it or not, you've got systems that you operate in on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. But I want to tweak your perspective today because spiritual disciplines can be implemented, and over time they will create a personal design for you to follow and for those that will come after you. So I want to talk about these patterns today. I want to talk about uh, implementing these these systems into our daily life. And the longer we do them, the deeper they will be ingrained in our hearts, our minds, and our souls. So I just want to take one today. I want to talk about prayer. Today, I want to build in you a confidence to implement spiritual patterns of prayer into your personal life because prayer can be a sustainable element of your everyday life, but you have to be intentional. Otherwise, it will get neglected and pushed aside, and this cannot be because we all know prayer is the number one priority of every believer. In fact, Leonard Ravenhill said, I would rather pray than be the most powerful preacher in the world. What did he mean? He was alluding to the reality that prayer is the foundation of everything we do. We do a lot of things, but this is the most important pattern. So I want to give you a pattern for prayer by using the Lord's Prayer. And this is going to help you, I promise. It's going to help you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. We have the Lord's Prayer prayer. But before we read it, I want to ask you, what do you do when you wake up? What does your daily routine look like? What is an average day for you comprised of? Because you've got a system, you've got an ebb and flow. We all live by routines, even if it's not a good routine. So here's my goal today. I want you to think about how you spend most of your time, especially at the beginning and the end of your day, because God told Joshua, if you meditate upon my word day and night, day and night, you will be successful everywhere you go. So this is a key that will help you to unlock the doorway to your destiny. How you start your day and how you conclude your day is very vital Invaluable. So, how do you wake up and how do you wind down? Take a second, rehearse your system. What does your morning routine look like? Me, I wake up, I grab a cup of coffee, I hop in the shower, and I begin to sing. I normally play worship music in every room of my life. I read the Bible every day. I worship, even if it's just a little bit, a little bit. It's my routine. I worship. I pray in the Spirit. I start my day. This is how I jumpstart my life. What do you do? I, I could talk for another 30 minutes about my routine, but what do you do? Do you start your day and end your day with God? This is going to help you. The Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, it says, Hallelujah, our Father. I love that. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and glory, both now forevermore. In Jesus' name. I love that part. The Lord taught topically. Rabbis unpack the scripture in such a way. They do. It's a topical thing. He said, when you pray, pray this way. And Mark Rutland wrote a beautiful book called 21 Seconds That Can Change Your World. And it broke down the Lord's Prayer. It only takes 21 seconds. Come on. To pray this prayer. twenty-one. Do you have 21 seconds to pray this prayer? It's a good way to start your day. But I want to show you six steps. Six steps. Okay? To implement this system into your spirit. The first thing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is a prayer of adoration. And... He asks us to bless his holy name. Exodus 3.13, then Moses asked God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is your name? What should I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So this is the first step systematically. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and we come into his courts with praise to bless his holy name. Psalm 100. And I just wrote this yesterday. Thankfulness is the password to his presence. Whenever we come into his presence, we should begin by, by thanking him for what he has done with a grateful heart. Thankfulness is the seed for God to give us more. It's the first step. We should thank God and bless God and and praise God. Psalm 103 gives us a list of his names. Read that, that psalm today. God has seven covenantial names. He is is the God who heals us, Jehovah Rapha. He is the God who provides for us, Jehovah. um, He's our provider. He's the God of of our victory, Jehovah Nisi. He's the God who's always there, Jehovah Shammah. He's got all of these names, so you can go through these covenantial names and begin to bless him. It doesn't remind God who he is. It reminds us who God is. The second step is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And every kingdom has to have a king. And our God is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Therefore, we submit to his authority. We surrender to his lordship. Every day we have to wave the white flag and say, God, I pray that your purposes would prevail in my life. And this step represents surrender and submission to the sovereignty of almighty God. We must die daily. He must increase and we must decrease. See, we crown him with the royal diadem. He is the king, the soon coming king. So we thank him, 
and then we crown him and we submit to him and we stay at his feet. Number three, he says to ask God to forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. Now hear me, because I want to say we have to voluntarily forgive people before they hurt us. Why? Because if you are going to walk with the Lord, people are going to take advantage of you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to offend you. And you have to make up your mind right now in prayer. I'm going to give them grace and mercy just like God gave me 70 times 7. Friends, family, strangers on the street, God, as you have forgiven me, so I will forgive others freely, Matthew 10, 8. And this, my friend, will bring you supernatural relief. This is so important because when you deal with people, you have dozens of opportunities every week to be offended. And if you arbor offense, over time, this will callous your heart and contaminate your soul and ultimately cause you to be weakened in your spirit. This is serious. What does this prayer accomplish? It prepares you to take the blows of the enemy before the battle. God, before I get hurt, I forgive. I'm making up my mind beforehand. This is this is beautiful. Before you are born, God decided to forgive you by sending his son to die on a cross. So with this in mind, we choose to forgive others freely before they hurt me. Hallelujah. This step is so important because the closer you get to people, the more you'll see their flaws and the more we need this key called forgiveness. And this is how we should start our day. Number four, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And this is the spiritual warfare piece of the prayer, meaning we have to put on the armor of God, or as some say, the armor of light, okay, at the dawn of the day. We have to put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We have to grab a hold of the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We have to buckle the belt of truth, and we have to put on the shoes of peace. We have to put on this armor early in the morning. And you know why the past 18 months have been some of the most intense seasons of warfare for everybody. There's been a lot of activity in heaven, which means there's a lot of activity in hell. The demons know that their time is short. See, the angels bring the breakthrough but the demons bring the distraction. And we can't be ignorant of this reality. Therefore, we have to be alert and pray. Otherwise, temptation will overcome us. As Jesus told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the devil. Come on, fifth, thine is the kingdom. This is a very important step. As we pray, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. 
And as I like to say, in Jesus' name, amen. We've got praise and adoration. We've got personal surrender and submission. We've got lifting up our specific needs. We've got praying for our enemies, forgiving others freely, and fighting the good fight of faith the right way. I think I skipped, Lord, give us our daily bread. And I want to divert because we have to pray for ourselves. The book of James says, Is anybody in trouble? Let him pray. Let, let him pray. First and foremost, if I'm not healthy, okay, then I can't help anybody else. We have to petition for our personal needs. So I want to set you free today. It's okay to pray for yourself. But number two, you have to be very specific. Okay, we have broad prayers. It's like a flamethrower. Okay, we just pray, pray, pray. But I believe we neglect this, this principle of praying specifically. Pray very specifically hone in on the promises of God grab a hold of the these verses for they will give you the victory it's your daily bread every morning the Israelites woke up and they walked out on the front porch and they picked up manna manna means what is it I mean it fell from heaven while they were sleeping while they were resting in the Lord the Lord provided for them supernaturally. So they, they grabbed their little baskets and they went out and picked up this, this bread, this daily bread, and it provide, God provided for them. They didn't have to do anything but believe. Wake up, walk it out. But they could not get more bread than they needed for one day. God gave them just enough, just enough, just enough every day. And God will do the same for you. He will give you manna. He will give you supernatural provision for you and your family. Just believe. Just believe. Pray specifically. Does this make sense? When you take these six practical steps and you implement them systematically, it becomes ingrained in, into your everyday life. Or as I like to say, it becomes naturally supernatural. Yes, it's topical. This prayer is topical, but it's spirit-led. You take the steps, but you keep in step with the Spirit. And as He leads you in prayer, okay, you praise the Lord. And you pray. You follow the Lord. And He will be faithful both now and and forevermore. This is the Lord's Prayer. This was Jesus' pattern. And this is how we should pray. We should find a place of prayer. We should find a time for prayer. And we should find a pattern for prayer. But to be honest, there's approximately 650 prayers in the Bible, 105 benedictions in the Bible. So memorize some of these scriptures and pray them 
systematically. I learned when you pray repetitiously, the word goes from your head to your heart and the Holy Spirit can use you in a more powerful way because you have made prayer a pattern and a priority. Come on, somebody. Can you say amen to this? What's my prayer? My prayer is that your prayer life would soar to a new level in the precious name of Jesus. These are spiritual patterns. You've got to have a pattern for prayer. What's your pattern? You've got to have a pattern in your giving. How do you give? How do you give? 10%, 20%. Do you give once a month? The, the whole tithe. Do you, do you give every week? Do you give above and beyond? Do you, do you, you cast your pearls into the sea? You know, we give to different ministries on a systematic basis. And I believe that we should always be growing in our prayer life. We should always be growing in our giving when God brings the increase. We, you know, we fast and we pray every January. This is our pattern. We fast for at least 21 days every January, and it's not an option. It's something that we've been doing for a decade. This was our 10th year, and this year I finally implemented August, so twice a year, the second half. I, I fasted almost 30 days in August this year, and it was the best thing that I could have ever done, but that's my pattern for praying and fasting. How do you serve? How do you share your faith? What's your pattern? I, I want you to think about these designs because you've been doing something already. But do you need to deepen, okay, your spiritual patterns? Do you need to take them to another level? What is God asking you to do today? I pray that he would speak to you, that he would challenge you, he would change you as you keep moving forward in your faith. So thank you for listening to this podcast entitled Spiritual Patterns. I hope to see you again next week. God bless you. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.